0: Without it,
1: I'll be there with the hammers of justice. And make me mistake, I will fucking kill you. It's not who I am underneath, but what I do. <laughs> You want to get nuts?
0: Come on, let's get nuts. Let's dance, bozo. Hello and welcome to Gotham City Limits, the premier podcast for all things Batman. He is Vengeance, he is the Knight, and I'm Em, and that's Autumn. Hi. Hi, it's Batman time. It's Batman Shit. time. Quick turnaround <laughs> it, it, between it, these two episodes. <laughs> so we recorded the last one on Sunday and it came out like immediately, and this is recorded on Wednesday. Um the day early, things got messed up. That's why I have no comics to talk about. But in the in the three days since we recorded, remember I talked about they were making that those YouTubers are making that uh Bat Family tie-in three episode thing? Apparently oh, right. they didn't actually get permission from DC to do this and have been ceased and desisted. <laughs>
1: amazing perfect
0: so that's the bad news (laughs) (sighs)
1: great love it
0: yeah no other than (laughs) that I I have have nothing I've been uh, reading Akira for another podcast where I read a comic book and um, while that doesn't pertain to this I will say people should read Akira it's really fucking good
1: it's fucking good (laughs)
0: Um, that a tomo guy might know how to draw a comic.
1: Maybe possible to say, but uh I watched 3 episodes of Titans. Uh is what Yeah, I yeah you did. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um I'd watch more Titans but I'm current so I can't.
1: Um I liked it. Uh I'm struggling to remember what happened because once again, I was very high.
0: Turn A or sorry, turn A. I saw I was looking at a different thing about Turn A Gundam. I was planning the other podcast I do. Um <laughs> Titans. What happens in season one of Titans? I know um, what happens at the end of season one of Titans. Uh, he says fuck Batman in the first episodes, right? He
1: says fuck Batman in the first episode. So, the characters we have met so far through episode three, we've met um Dick Grayson, who is living in detroit which was a choice that really threw me i was expecting bloodhaven but no it's detroit yes. um uh, if
0: if they were making the show the way it is now back then it would be bloodhaven it's it's weird that it's detroit this is when this was going to be a very serious show i think
1: yeah yeah so um Dick Grayson is a detective uh, living in Detroit. Um, He is trying to get out from, like, under Batman because he felt he was becoming too much like Batman. And it's hinted at that there's some, like, you know, dark backstory to, like, Dick Grayson um, that is going to, uh, like, unfurl over the season just like it's a fucking, you know... It's the flashbacks from uh, Arrow.
0: <laughs> oh God, yeah, man, they kept those going I, through the point where they caught up to where the show started. They kept them going. They, he just did other things.
1: Weird. Okay. Yep. Um, we also meet um Rachel um Rachel Roth who is Raven um and she's got some mystery going on because she's got an evil fucked up girl living inside her, but she's just a nice girl um and she is going to be so definitely what's happening is that like various people know about trigon and know that she's going to be the door for trigon to open enter this world but she doesn't know that and they haven't said that uh at all yet it's just that there are various people like various factions of dubious intent warring for control of rachel and um Dick is trying to protect her, but he also, um, is a (laughs) dirtbag. Um, so in episode two, he, like, meets up with, like, his ex-girlfriend and her new boyfriend. And, um, is just going to leave Rachel at their house and dip. (laughs) So, that's fun. Um, and then the third major character we are introduced to in the first three episodes is, um... Starfire, uh, only going by Corey, who, like, has amnesia at the start of this show, Um, and so she doesn't know who she is, she just knows that she was looking for Rachel, and she finds Rachel and she's like, we've never met before, so, uh, Starfire doesn't know what's going on with her, we're going, it's, it's extremely a, like, post-lost mystery box show, because I don't know what Robin's deal is, I don't know what Raven's deal is, I don't know what Starfire's deal is, and I don't know what Beast Boy's deal is cuz he's also introduced but uh we don't see much of him so far.
0: Yeah. So, fair enough. Um show takes a long time. I I didn't even I so I watched Titans I, w- I was watching season one during a period where I was having a lot of tooth pain. I was waiting to see a dentist. I was just like sweating and staying up too late in pain, uh, which is a perfect way to watch season one of Titans. Cause it's a show where they don't know what they're doing and they haven't figured it out and they don't until season two. So as long as you hold on, I think it pays off, but it's a slow, it's a slow Rocky start. I feel like.
1: Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Like I like, um, the characters. I like the actors who are playing them. I like them bouncing off each other. Uh, mm-hmm. I especially like, I think, um, the girl playing raven is doing a really good job with it yes um but yeah i definitely feel like i'm like i couldn't there were so many questions i had watching the show and i just felt like i was like i would i wish someone would like explain a little bit i wish i had a little bit more of a like here are the exact stakes because it feels like everything is like Ooh, there's dark stuff going on that nobody knows about, and I wish there was a more like concrete thing for me to be hooked into. But you know, we're only three episodes in, so I don't, That's I don't fair. really begrudge yeah. at that. I all I really I, need mean from a TV show is enjoyable characters. So,
0: I um, I like that the actress they got for Raven is like an actual ass teenager. I feel like yes. it really sells the like generational aspect of this. Yes. Um.
1: I um, well, and like there are moments like you know so robin shows up at um his, uh, his ex-girlfriend's place and is like they're talking about like what to do and she's like you know you're taking in a kid that's a lot of responsibility and he's like oh it should be fine and like in the next room she's just like doing kid shit she's like watching game of thrones and being like you know just acting like a teenager does and it's it's sold a lot by her like Actually, being a teenager, not being a you know Riverdale type teenager.
0: Oh, you mean you mean his ex girlfriend uh, Dove from Hawk and Dove?
1: Yes, who I <laughs> felt very frustrated because I um. Could not pin down what these costumes were, and I only figured out who they were by rating the episode title because he says he's oh, yeah. Hawk, but she doesn't identify herself as Dove. And just saying Hawk is not enough for me to connect. Oh, right, Hawk and Dove. That's fair. That's
0: fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing about weird, like, not it's not meant to be generational, but uh, Minka Kelly plays Dove, she's 40. She's like old. She looks incredible <laughs> in this show. I buy her as the same age as everyone else, and she's not. She's like ten years older than everyone else in the cast. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yes.
1: Um This is also something I think you maybe like tweeted this somewhere. I don't remember. Um, but I agreed with it that the guy they have playing Dick Grayson is not hot enough to be Dick Grayson.
0: Just not. So, Sorry. yeah, uh, Brenton Thwaites, that's his name, right? He's, I think he grows into being a good version of Nightwing. The problem with Nightwing is that he, he's supposed to be like the best guy, but also just the biggest dreamboat in all of DC yes. at the same time. You have to have someone with charisma, with like a, a young wisdom, uh, rock and bod, uh, mm-hmm. that can stand up to Batman. I don't know how you cast that. It seems impossible, no, impossible. honestly. <laughs> Couldn't be done. <laughs> nope. I
1: I I don't I don't begrudge him at all. Like I think he I think he's doing a good job. He just mm-hmm. feels like this is not the Dick Grayson of the comics because the Dick no. Grayson of the comics is not like a real person who could exist in any actor. <laughs> no. Um, I'm excited to meet Batman in the show eventually. Watching this show and knowing that like there is so much like mystery around Dick's past that like at some point. On some level, is going to have to be resolved because I know season three is a, like takes place in Gotham. I'm looking forward yes. to that. I think it's going to be fun. Yes. <laughs>
0: yep. Yeah, fair enough. Um, um, you'll get a lot of your answers like by the end of season one, I think. So
1: that's good. I was yeah. worried about how much of this is going to like string out like the you know like the mystery box stuff. Uh, so I'm glad that um, it's not too bad with that.
0: So. No, I I don't think I have any like active like what's going on with these characters questions currently other than where the fuck is batman and i like that's clearly what's going to happen be answered soon so
1: yeah um Um, it also made me start thinking about like maybe i should watch that doom patrol show but i've never read any doom patrol comics and so i'm like uh so i know so
0: did you watch the doom Patrol? that's like the fourth episode right
1: Uh, I started it. I started
0: it. Okay. So they, they did that as like a soft, like a backdoor pilot. And then they made the Doom Patrol show. But in between those two things, they like changed some of the cast or whatever. So if you watch Doom Patrol show, it is not like directly the same group of people that are in this episode. It's like weird in that way.
1: Weird. I was just thinking of it because it was like, I was on HBO Max and I was like, if you like Titans, you should watch Doom Patrol. And then I was thinking about it, and then, yeah, this is going to be a Doom Patrol episode that I'm about to watch. And so I was like, I don't know anything about those characters. Like, I remember when they showed up in... In Teen Titans, like from two thousand three, but other than that, I don't actually know anything about those characters.
0: No, the thing, the thing about Doom Patrol is the one that everyone like loses their minds about. Like the Doom Patrol, everyone remembers is a fucking Grant Morrison book. So,
1: <laughs> well, so okay, I know that there's the Grant Morrison Doom Patrol, and I know um, that more recently there is the Gerard Way Doom Patrol. I yes. really like uh, so I really like Umbrella Academy, um, another Gerard Way comic book, and I mm. know from reading Umbrella Academy that like Gerard Way just thinks that Grant Morrison is like the coolest fucking person ever. Yes. <laughs> I, could, just I could I could tell you that
0: having never read a Gerard Way book, I know that's true. Yes. It's in my heart that it must be true.
1: Yes. He is super into Grant Morrison. Um in a way that makes me like, well, I actually want to just read the Gerard Way comics cuz I like Gerard Way comics more than Grant Morrison, but I'm worried that I'm going to like open page 1 and be like Oh, I don't know what's going on because I haven't read the Grant Morrison one.
0: You know, yeah, that's my concern. So, yep, yeah, I don't know. You can always just try, and if it doesn't work, then go back to read the Grant Morrison one. It's not—I don't think the Grant Morrison one's like super long or anything.
1: Yeah, no, I think I think it's like in two, maybe three, like slightly larger than average volumes. Like it's not that long. You know, mm-hmm. um, I could easily answer this on air, but I'm probably not going to. Um, okay, fair enough. But, yeah, uh, I think that's it for non-animated series stuff. Uh, yeah. Should we talk about The Cat and the Claw?
0: Sure. Uh, our episodes this week are The Cat in the Claw Parts 1 and 2. Uh, this aired uh, September 5th and September 12th, 1992. Um, these were written by uh, Jules Dennis and Richard Muller. Uh directed by Kevin Altieri and Dick Seabest in part one and part two, respectively. Uh, Sunrise did the first episode. Acom Production did the second episode. Guess what? You can fucking tell. <laughs> <laughs> episode two ends with maybe the worst, like, explosion I've ever seen animated. It's on, like, not on purpose. It's like... We need these three things to, like, we need this, like, this little firework to hit three things in a row to make the explosion go the way the plot demands, but we don't have time to do it right, so it just looks bad and ropey. Anyway, could you give me, in five sentences, what happens in The Cat and the Claw? Uh,
1: yeah, I was worried about this at first, because I was watching the... I was like, I'm gonna need three sentences to summarize the first episode, and then luckily nothing happened in the second episode, so we're good. Um... <laughs> Batman meets the new cat burglar in town catwoman um and has a sort of like flirtatious chase sequence with her um Bruce Wayne um is um gets acquainted with um an eccentric rich lady named Selena Kyle um who like Went to a charity auction and bought a date with him for ten thousand dollars, but was only doing it so that she could just make a donation to this like wildlife fund. Um. Sentence three. Uh, I've maybe overestimated my ability to do this in five sentences, but we'll be fine. <laughs> sentence three. Um, as. A- as Bruce and Selena are getting acquainted, um, he learns of this business deal she's trying to get done to open a wildlife preserve, but, um, uh, like, she's outbid, basically, by this other business guy that Bruce knows, so Bruce gets her a meeting with them. Um, sentence four, um independent of this unrelated to this batman is investigating um the a new terrorist organization in gotham called red claw or terrorist person called red claw and is like shaking down the mob trying to like you know sniff out red claw and stop them from doing a terrorism sentence five um Catwoman is investigating this business and like gets caught up in the red claw stuff too. So Catwoman and Batman sort of team up, but sort of don't team up because they're adversaries and they take down red claw. And that is all of sentence
0: two in one episode. <laughs> all right. Um, um, so Bruce Wayne, sorry, Batman, yeah. Batman mm-hmm. meets Catwoman and immediately starts flirting. Mm-hmm. No reason why He's like oh there's a new cat burglar on the loose And it's a hot lady and I'm gonna just flirt with her constantly And his like Very serious like very deep Like you know he's doing some fucking acting Batman voice like doing one- 30 one liners Is the <laughs> creepiest shit in the entire world I hate it It's
1: awful It's <laughs> dreadful <laughs> Um, there He gets so many one liners Here and like none of them work because kevin conroy batman is like has never heard of a woman in his life (laughs) um like it's it's so bad because it's like the the lines are funny too um like the i always laugh at um there's something between us and him saying, "I'm afraid that there is, and it's the law." It always makes me laugh. but it's <laughs> That's bad like flirting. It's such
0: a good corny, like Superman line. Batman yeah. should not be <laughs> saying that.
1: Yeah, that's the thing is that if you gave this to Tim Daly, uh, Superman, flawless, perfect, love it. <laughs> yep. um, but yeah, it doesn't work for Batman at all.
0: Yeah. Also, this version of Selena Kyle is like so. Sel- so, Selena Kyle's a master thief but also is like, but also is like the animal, the the cat version of poison Ivy. And that she wants to do a (laughs) bunch of charity for big cats and cats, but only those really. Mm -hmm. And also is like known enough to show up at charity auctions and like by 10 times outbid the other Gotham socialites. And she has like a, like a fancy assistant. She lives in a penthouse. Um, But also, nobody knows who she is.
1: (laughs) Right. It is totally incoherent, like, who she is, because, like, either she is independently wealthy and just stealing these diamonds for fun, or she has recently come into wealth because she just recently, like, over the last few weeks, has started stealing diamonds and fencing them to the point where now she can just throw around $10,000 and make land deals which also doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, uh so <laughs> she, the charity auction Bruce Wayne the the richest guy in Gotham most eligible bachelor uh what what's her face Gleason I can't remember her first name says that every single time most eligible bachelor in Gotham City goes mm-hmm. up for auction for a date. is the starting bid and it gets up to $1,000 as like, that's going to sell. $1,000, everyone's like, oh, Bruce Wayne, very popular. Mm $1,000 to to have a date with Bruce Wayne. (laughs) And then she comes in and goes, $10,000 and everyone gasps. What the fuck is happening with the economics of Gotham City? Like, We always talk about (laughs) what year is it? But really, what year is it? Because $500 is not a lot of money to date a really rich guy in, like, 1930s. Um. No.
1: I was literally thinking about it because I, like, did the – you tweeted about it, and I did, like, the, like, um fucking, like, went on some U.S. dollar inflation calculator. And if you adjust it from ni- – $500 uh, from 1992 now is, like, $1,000. So that doesn't make any sense. But even if you, like, took it back to, like, you know, whenever Art Deco was, like – in vogue so yeah like the 30s or something still doesn't make any fucking sense no I don't understand this
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I have no idea
1: Can, uh, <laughs> now I'm just imagining if George Clooney like auctioned off a date it would go for way more <laughs>
0: um oh. yeah I'm trying to see if I could find like good examples um and uh, th- there's the Wikipedia page for charity dating is sadly very slight. Um, but it seems like recently Scarlett Johansson, like, att- would uh, w- attend a premiere with someone for $41,000. Um, which again does not seem like that much money, but it's four times more than was in this thing. Hmm. Um, I'm just seeing if I can get some other monies. Um, because it seems, uh, that seems low. I guess people yeah. maybe aren't paying that much, but like, it's Bruce Wayne.
1: It's I feel like a business
0: a business person would pay a million dollars like Warren Buffett's a rich guy. People pay money to like have lunch with Warren Buffett because he's rich. And it's yeah. like you see you spend the money, you'll get to like talk to him and maybe he'll tell you how he's rich. Um stupid shit like that. What right. things people do when they want to make money. Um
1: People are constantly they, like, "Oh, for $300, you can like get on a Skype call with the developers of this game uh as a Kickstarter goal or whatever." Like Nobody's like video game designers can like basically auction that off as like part of kickstarters like yes <laughs> you Bruce Wayne should cost more than that
0: <laughs> yeah um and then of course he uh is really pushy about it she's like I don't actually want to date you Bruce Wayne he's like no I insist we had we gotta go on a date
1: <laughs> yeah uh, Which, uh
0: not cool respect boundaries Bruce Wayne
1: yeah first chill yeah, th- there's none of the there is none of the Batman Returns chemistry between these two like even a little bit. No, it's like no, such it... a different dynamic and it doesn't work at all. And it's I funny because one
0: uh, the reason this is like the first in like broadcast order is because they push this one out early to capitalize on the part where Batman Returns is wildly popular. So we're gonna do the Catwoman episode first, but this has none of the fun of that Bruce and Selina. Just nothing. Yeah.
1: Like, this is a... Kevin Conroy Batman is, like, a distinct character from Michael Keaton, you know? Yes. Um, and I I guess I can see a little bit more of this Catwoman, like, trying a little bit to get the Michelle Pfeiffer energy. But it's just... It's not... It's not the same. It's just not the same.
0: Yep. And uh, Selina Cow hangs out with her, clearly has a huge crush on her personal assistant, mm-hmm. um, who's great. I love her. Maven. She's the best. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maven just like staying up all night with Selena's like twelve cats knitting.
0: <laughs> yes. Um and she has a cat that she cares a lot about, but her cat also does crimes with her. Um it's like a very cartoony um what are those called? Are those called those aren't called Sphinx cats, right? There's like a specific name for that kind of cat. I don't remember what it's
1: oh, called. Oh, I don't know.
0: Um I don't know. I don't know. The the Wikipedia does not say, so never mind. Um but um yeah, and so Bruce Wayne comes in and he he very magnanimously offers to help the ladies when they can't get a, you know, a meeting with the CEO and gives a call. She's like, Oh, I'm liking this guy more and more. Uh he's useful to me. Um and then they go see the guy who runs Multigon International, I think is the name <laughs> of the corporation. Uh which I, lo- I lost on because only in nineteen ninety-two would you just for like not know how to say Polygon and say multigon instead. <laughs> <laughs> same word there's a word for that it's called polygon <laughs> so they went to see the person who ran polygon.com <laughs> and and then he is like the most kind of, he's like oh, I'm sorry about your beautiful friend Bruce but I can't help her though that uh, land is taken we're gonna build a big thing um, mm-hmm. and then does my favorite thing of playing a weird tune on a piano and then a, f- a model of a city <laughs> comes up from the floor only in movies and, like, fiction of this type, do giant models of things exist in rooms for people to look at? Um, but I love it as, like, a trope.
1: <laughs> what? I'm just imagining, like, the extravagant, like, calling a contractor and being like, no, so I want you to make a mechanism so that my table can rise up out of the floor. Uh, and I need you to tie it to playing... Ode to Joy.
0: <laughs> Playing the first two measures of Ode to Joy. If I play four measures of Ode to Joy, I actually want the whole panel with the, the the bar and the musical notes to slide away and reveal my secret computer and my safe, which will pop open despite being locked every time I open it. <laughs> <laughs> he should have picked...
1: It should have... It should have been Ode to Joy to make the table come up, and it should have been... A, a different song to get the evil computer with the evil safe. This is yes. like InfoSec 101. <laughs>
0: yep. It does immediately trigger when you open the big safe and evil computer, 7,000 cameras to take photos of you doing whatever, snooping, whatever. Yeah. Um, because they pull up the, like the silent alarm goes off and they pull up pictures of Catwoman and they just got her from literally every angle, like just taking those photos, angles that don't make any sense in like physical space. It's great. I love it. ha <laughs> <sighs>
1: good um also red claw doesn't matter at all doesn't.
0: red claw doesn't matter and it's a shame because she's voiced by kate mulgrew who does uh, Catherine january in star trek voyager this is long yeah. before voyager but uh she's really like eartha kit hamming it up as <laughs> in this role
1: <laughs> She is like it's so funny because i think what they're going for is like she's a lot like bigger and buffer than um yes selena kyle is and she's like a very di- different like vision of womanhood um than selena yes. kyle is but bruce tim only knows how to draw one woman
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> um and so but she also has like this weird mishmash of aesthetics where like she's like half witch half like russian bodybuilder <laughs> yeah <laughs> but mostly it's just like a criminal like catwoman but then she's like She's like as big. She's like as tall as Batman. But there's a whole bit where she's like, "I hope you're not afraid to fight me, Batman." And he's like, "I'm an equal opportunity crime fighter." And I'm like, "God damn it, stop it, you corny <sighs> bastard!" <laughs> Any time we get like early '90s feminism in these shows, it's so cringe. It's so cringe.
1: Yeah.
0: Please get I mean, us to where Wonder Woman shows up and it gets marginally better. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> um.
1: It's it's just dumb. It's just a dumb episode oh yeah the other thing is that her whole plan is to like unleash a plague onto Gotham City so that she's holding the city hostage and um
0: I love the mechanics of how the plague works because they open up the plague but it's like <laughs> a little smoke cloud it's like a smoke bomb and only if you inhale the smoke do you get infected with the plague if you if you just don't breathe in the, in the smoke the very obvious red smoke it's not going to hurt you at all it's fine
1: yeah yeah so it's literally fine <laughs> Um, there's
0: even oh my god, they're transporting the plague. I forgot about this. They're transporting the plague on a military train uh-huh. uh that's just like six cars full of soldiers or whatever, and there's two guys guarding the the plague box um in a in one of the carts. <laughs> that's all that's there is these two guys, and they just go back and forth about ah gee, why would anyone want to steal plague? It's like they they like want to infect people or something. And I'm like, what is happening? Why? <laughs>
1: Also, Gordon spends this whole episode grumbling because... Well, the, the military fans, and the feds suck. <laughs> yes, Which makes oh, it very...
0: This, the, thank you. The the fandom the fandom he has the thing. Soldier One. You know, when I saw those army commercials on TV, they never said anything about guarding no plague. And then that guy's like, ah, who'd want to steal a can of germs anyway? <laughs> My guys, you're soldiers <laughs> to plague. What are you talking about? Well, and the other... um. I signed up to shoot people in foreign countries, not guard bio- <laughs> bioweapons.
1: So, yeah, Gordon is like the dang feds. They never tell us anything. And, um, just like grumbling about, um, the military. And, like, Batman is like, like, they don't know about a, any train coming through Gotham. And Batman's like, oh, well, what if it was, um,. What if it was some, like, government cover-up and they didn't want you to know? And it's so funny, because, like, I'm just imagining Gordon on the phone with the general and the general being like, yeah, we didn't want you to know because we knew you would tell Batman. <laughs> Fucking <Yep>.
0: asshole. <laughs> yep. um, and the whole reason that the feds couldn't get Red Claws is because they thought they were looking for a man. Oh,
1: my God.
0: Literally. Can't underestimate those women. They could be evil, too, you know.
1: <laughs> literally, like... Anytime, the, anytime you don't know the identity of someone, like, you don't know the identity of, like, this evil criminal guy in a show, and Gordon says, we're looking for the man who uh, did this or whatever, you know that it's going to end up being a woman. They do this every time.
0: <laughs> it's... Yeah. Um, uh, this episode is not good. It's just yeah. kind of boring. The, there's boring. future Catwoman stuff that works better. Like, I don't mm-hmm. dislike this Catwoman. It's no Michelle Pfeiffer, but... Yeah. Um, Kevin Conroy... Kevin Conroy's version of Batman just is not... He, Him flirting's gross. He, he's not a flirt. I'm sorry. No, when they give him, work. like... When he has a relationship like in Justice League with, with Wonder Woman, it's entirely about her thinking it's cute that he's so stuck up and like, (laughs) like, you know, banned down the hatches, just a very like intense guy who won't, doesn't want to talk about feelings. And she thinks that's adorable. And you know what? It is. I also think it's adorable.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I don't, um, like, I don't. I don't mind the the stuff between Batman and Wonder Woman in Justice yeah. League at all, which is like saying yeah. something because like I am predisposed to hate that, but I just like oh yeah, this is fine for the most part to me. So
0: yeah, yeah. Um, it's just it's like an interesting take, and in it it doesn't I'll make Kevin Conroy do a bunch of flirty shit, which is good because mm-hmm. oh I hate it, it's, it's disgusting. <laughs>
1: He just can't, it's just not in his range. That's fine. I just find
0: it repellent, like, ugh. <laughs> When Bruce does it, it's different. When he's doing the Bruce voice and he's being kind of corny, I'm like, of course he is. It's all, like, a thing. It's a put-on. Yeah. When with Batman, I'm doing it, I'm like, mm, nope, no.
1: That's the other thing, is that, like, I feel like it's a put-on um, in, um, when he's Bruce Wayne. And in this episode, they have, like, Bruce Wayne just, like, actually get infatuated with a girl. And I'm like, this isn't. This is not what you want.
0: Yeah. I don't think I have that much else. This is just kind of a big nothing. Yeah, same. I'm excited to get more Catwoman in a different context. Apparently Red Claw shows back up again. I don't remember that at all, but... Like, he's like, she yeah, shows up I in this one episode.
1: It's it's literally the last episode of this show, so... I oh, really? It. Yeah.
0: Damn.
1: Yeah, they go back to her for, like, the send-off for this series, apparently. Um, I mean,
0: this show does not have a finale in that way. Yeah. There's no way in hell. Yeah,
1: yeah. It also like you don't need a send off when you're pivoting into. We made like four different versions of the show with like a bigger yep. expanded cast.
0: Yeah. Um. But. So next um, time.
1: Next time we're we are doing... watching "See No Evil." Oh, cool.
0: Which is I... about the invisible guy.
1: Yeah. Um also, a two thousand six film I'm trying to remember which episode this is um i it's I know as soon as I see like the title card or anything, right, okay, yeah, he's like a deadbeat
0: dad who has an invisibility suit and he's hanging out with his- you know daughter he doesn't have custody of, yeah, okay, I remember this one
1: yep. um hopefully it's just a
0: normal episode. I don't know. <laughs> I assume this is more of a normal episode, yeah. I mean, it's Batman doing, like, kids. If, you're, if your divorced dad tries to kidnap you, don't let him kind of PSA stuff, which is f- always fun.
1: <laughs> the return of Catholic drug PSA Batman.
0: Exactly. Please, more Catholic drug PSA Batman. <laughs> it's, so, it's so incongruous.
1: <laughs> um, I guess where can people
0: find you online? You can find me on Twitter at em underscore being. You can find all my podcasts at abnormalmapping.com. What should people listen to? You should listen to, um, I guess, just Abnormal Mapping. We had an episode recently about, what did, I... <laughs> what did we do last time? Gravity, Rush, <laughs> Gravity 2. Rush 2. And we're working on our episode about Star Ocean. And uh, that that's fine. It's a good podcast. Listen to
1: that. I really liked the Gravity Rush 2 episode.
0: Thanks. That um, was pretty good.
1: Yeah. I should play Gravity Rush 2 one of these days, since Gravity Rush yeah. 1 is like a perfect game. Yeah. Uh, you find me on Twitter, at autumnal underscore coffee. All the other podcasts, at exportodd.io. That is also the Patreon, where you can support us. And a dollar a month gets you this early. It gets you Bag End Book Club early. It gets you Hot Singles early. It gets you Stairwells early. Um, people... Uh, I'm really excited for the next episode of Stairwells. We watched Suspiria and we were about to watch um, House and we're just going to do it as a like double feature of 1977 um, artsy horror movies. Uh, uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. I've never seen house, oh, that so. house.
0: There's there's two houses. House-o. There's two horror movies named House. House. <laughs> yes. Um. The other house is good. It's like an '80s thing, and it's in English. It's a little different. it's American. Um, and is uh, you know, it's fine. I remember it being pretty good. There's a sequel I haven't seen, but see, so, yeah. you mean um, the one everyone thinks about?
1: <laughs> um, I've never seen it. So you know, part of the function of stairwells is just cross off the shit that I've wanted to watch for a long time.
0: Uh, Absolutely, so. I um. I'm up next for repertoire screenings. I'm going to do that. I'm going to finally, I think I'm finally going to pick Wages of Fear. So, which is the movie I've decided we huh. should do whenever we, no one can think of anything else forever. Because I've always wanted to watch it. I've never wanted to sit down and watch it, but I do want to have seen Wages of Fear. So,
1: I should watch that. I, um, I like Diabolique, but I haven't seen that one. So,.
0: Um, this podcast, of course, you can find it export uh, slash Batman. New episodes come out every Monday. This is yep. Monday, right? Yes. Monday. Uh, and if you subscribe to Patreon, you get them week early. Tell yeah. your friends, you'll get other episodes week early, like, uh, Bag End Book Club, which is me, Autumn, Nora, and Jackson all reading through the works of J.R.R. Tolkien. Maybe you've heard of him. Has nothing to do with Batman. Um, and other podcasts besides, like there was a new Star Wars episode that went up as we were recording this episode. You put that out already? What? yeah shit
1: that's how Warner Stars
0: always goes okay yeah <laughs> busy. busy so uh, check all that stuff out the Export Audio uh, Network puts out podcasts in a way that makes me feel inadequate and I'm not used to feeling <laughs> inadequate about the podcasts <laughs> I do um,
1: until next time Batman Batman